If you would have told me a few years ago, me and my husband, that we would be homeschooling our children, I would have laughed until the water came out of my nose. No freaking way. But like with most aspects of parenting, in comes the curveball that shows you all of your ways, your best laid plans are actually just fire kindling and irrelevant to the way life is going to ultimately play out for you. The days of homeschooling just being for the oddball families, it's no longer. There is this wave of parents choosing to prioritize their kids' education in their homes. And a big lot of us are entrepreneurs. We have the flexibility to make it work and we have a tendency to think outside the box, right? So we can take that on. And although nothing about this show is to tell you how to raise your kids, we're just sharing what we've learned, studied, tested, think, what works for us. Today's episode is all about why considering homeschool could be something worth your while. So this is just to get some gears turning on this topic. So let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. So I had to share with you what we are doing here at the Luminary Leadership Company and as a team, because for the small number of listeners that we're going to bring into this invite-only program that I'm going to tell you about, it's going to change everything. Business growth and how to show up for and raise your family well and generational change, generational wealth, tapping into your potential and your purpose. The Luminary Leadership Incubator is an unprecedented business opportunity for founders, both men and women, to amplify their leadership, to go next level. I'm not going to hit you with all the deets here because we've got other stuff to talk about, you know what I mean? But if you've been craving something that's going to support you in breaking through to what's nagging you, like what is next for you, go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator and find that in the show notes too and book a call. We're holding a few spots for our listeners before we kick this thing off in the fall and you won't want to miss it. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator and schedule a call if this feels like it's the right thing for you. Quick little disclaimer, what I share is my own experience. So don't feel this pressure to take it on as your own or Take my own choices. It's implying they should be for you. I, I shouldn't have to say this, but I will. Just because I do it doesn't mean you have to or you should. And just because I share it doesn't mean you should assume offense because you have, you've chosen to do it differently. I don't subscribe to this super common these days school of thought that says we have to say everything in a way that's somehow going to appease everybody because then we'd basically be relegated to only talking about sports and the weather. And at this point in the world, even those things offend somebody. So 
take what works for you, leave what doesn't. We are adults, we own our choices. And if we don't like the outcomes of those choices, we seek other options and we try different things. And that's what this is about, sharing things that you know can pique your interest. You can look into them and then make a decision for yourself. So when we first moved out to Wisconsin, one of the main things we're prioritizing is, hey, can we move to this town? Does it have a school that is a fit for our kids? Is this going to be a good place for them to, you know, take on their education and move through life? And we found one. We were in a very different frame of thought on schooling at that point. We had zero intent. It wasn't even on our radar to homeschool, like literally wasn't even on our radar. So we found the school. We loved the setup. And then, like for so many of us, the world shifted on its axis. And <laughs> the school had to then address how they were going to handle the pandemic. And we personally didn't like how they were going to handle it. Not thinking that they were doing it wrong. It wasn't right for us. Again, our choices for our family, you have to do the same and what's best for you. And that might be different. We went in to see how they were going to be handling things. And my kid, you know, was in friggin' preschool and they show us those 15 foot lunch tables that usually, you know, 20 plus kids sit at. And there was an X that marked the spot at either end of the table. And there would be two kids per table to keep distancing. And the kids were going to have to wear masks. And for Michael and I, that was a hundred percent deal breaker. I wasn't going to have my kid fearing his classmates or feeling like he was like a walking virus. And I wasn't going to We're really into health and we did a lot of research and study, which you're not going to find mainstream on the dangers of masking kids for extended periods of time. So thank God we were in a situation where we could take it into our own, own hands and we decided to homeschool. But it was thrust upon us, like many people, for many other reasons. For some people, it was the opposite reason. They didn't feel safe in the schools or whatever it might be. And we were 100% on the same page that this was a temporary thing. Like, we're just doing this for as long as we have to do this, and then we'll, quote, go back to normal or the way things were. Until I read a book that changed my viewpoint of schooling altogether, The Call of the Wild and Free. Now, if you've never considered homeschooling, if you're on the fence with homeschooling, if you homeschool, I can't recommend this book enough. The author, Ainsley Arment, you know, you just, like, pick up a book. Once in a blue moon, there's a book that just changes the game for you. This was one of those books for us. So I want to share some of the things that I've learned in doing further research and in experiencing homeschool and in choosing homeschool going forward at this point in our season of life. So today is short and sweet and designed to present you with an idea that maybe you, like I did, had a different narrative around. I was not a homeschool mom. I wanted the socialization, the structure, the teachers, the curriculum And the college fast track for my kids, that was where my head was. And although I was set on that a few years ago, none of that remains true for us, especially when it comes to my passion for raising luminaries. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. So here are the four quick little bullets that we're going to go over today that you might want to look into when considering homeschooling. And even if the answer ends up being no, at least you explored it and saw if it was something that you wanted to consider or not. So the first being kids are not adults, so why do we expect them to act as such? Second being, do you know what and how your kids are being taught in school? Third is, what is the end result you desire for your child and will the school you have them in facilitate that? And the fourth is, does school accommodate your desire to raise a luminary? 
We won't have time to go deep on all of these. They're just to spark some intrigue. But if this is a topic you'd like more of, please write into the show and tell us. And we'll dedicate a longer episode to sharing more about homeschool. And in the future episode, we will bust the myths, almost all of which my husband and I were concerned about that are often associated with homeschool, like those concerns of socialization or college or fitting in or having opportunities or sports or how will I have the time or how does it work with kids of different ages and all the things. So first and foremost, kids are not adults, so why do we expect them to act like adults? Before the Industrial Revolution, little history lesson, the kids, generally speaking, were homeschooled or there was the one-room homeschool or schoolhouse. Kids were around their families throughout the day, uh, around their parents. They were working with the family, maybe out working on the farm. But once parents started to work, kids started to go to typically government-led schools where they, the parents were no longer in control of what the kids were being taught or the dynamic of the schooling. And kids went from being outside most of the day, in the dirt, you know, for the health nuts out there, really developing their microbiome and their, their immune system. Um, learning how to cook, cleaning, taking on family responsibilities, helping in the home, on the farm, to be expected to sit quietly in a classroom, absorb lecture-style instruction from you know 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. or whatever the hours might be, even from the young age of five years old. And for kids that age, where's the space for development outside of the classroom or math, science, and history? Where is the play, the time set aside outside aside from this short break for recess or gym class, where they are getting dirty and in, you know, not just playing in a parking lot, but they're actually experiencing nature. And for more creative and active kids like mine, this is something that they need. So for us, we started to consider what would give our kids the greatest possibility to tap into their potential. What would allow them to be kids for a longer period of time? We're we're forced into adulthood at some point, which I'm still, you know, trying to avoid as a 33-year-old. But how can we preserve that childhood for them and develop, allow them to develop in accordance with how their minds and bodies are designed to grow? So that's the first thing to just think about. Mull it over. Let it marinate. Second thing is thinking in terms of, do you actually know, do we know what and how our kids are being taught? Now, the answer might be yes. I'm not saying that this is true for everybody. Curriculum, though, is quickly changing, often changing, and our kids are often at the mercy of politicians, the government, the teacher in the classroom, the school board to decide what's best for them. So make sure if your kids are in school, have you taken a deep dive into what they're learning and how they're learning it? All the way from kindergarten to college, kids are being taught at this point what to think, not how to think. And it's stripping them of their creativity and their critical thinking skills and leadership as a whole. And going back to that curriculum, is it in line with the values you want to instill into your children? Is it nurturing and fostering their development and leadership? If the answer is yes, then great. You found a gem. But if you're not sure, it may be worth exploring. And when we started digging deeper into newer curriculums and concepts that are being taught as young as kindergarten, we started to see that some of it, not all of it, but some of it was in conflict with both the ways in which we think our kids' education should be fostered and in conflict with some of our values, like what we actually believe to be true. So homeschool is an opportunity to incorporate what you believe is most important for your child based on the goals of your family and the needs of your child. Every kid is so unique and so different, yet they go into a classroom where there's one amazing teacher, but she can't teach it 30 different ways. With our son, we saw so quickly how if we had him in traditional school, he might fall behind or be labeled like a troublemaker 
or someone who wasn't focusing. But as soon as we had him home and adjusted our teaching style to fit him, he leapt ahead and he found his groove and just fell in love with schooling. Sitting quietly and like looking at a book drives him bonkers. But standing up, being able to move his body a little bit while he's learning through action, where he's taking action and experiencing something to learn it, he retains it and he's brilliant and he understands it. He actually gets it. And although I totally understand the reason behind keeping the curriculum very well-rounded in terms of what they do teach, some kids like myself aren't going to use things like calculus or choir or physics the same way someone else might. So we wanted the opportunity to allow our kids to really go where they shine. Yes, they're going to learn all the basics, but we see something that lights them up, we're going to lean into it. And that's one of the big perks of homeschooling. The third thing being, what's the end result you actually desire for your child? And is your school going to facilitate that? So it's kind of a yes or no question. So you, you might have to do a little digging to figure that out. If college is the end game, like it was for me growing up, there really was no other discussion, then maybe the public and private school systems are the best fast track for that. But after years in entrepreneurship and seeing the inflation and higher education prices and seeing the ways that kids are the most educated kids in the history of the world, but statistically the least competent and the least intelligent, I see some red flags there. Kids starting their lives massively in debt not even able to get a job that fits the schooling they went for or feeling their worth tied up in a degree. And in some ways, colleges are becoming these political epicenters where, like I said before, kids are sometimes being taught what to think instead of how to think. So I'm not paying for that. (laughs) And I want my kid to go into debt for that. Our goals have shifted with a focus on fostering our kids' gifts, helping them become more independent, capable, confident, healthy, thriving kids that can carry that into adulthood. And we have if you haven't noticed, a strong bent towards leadership too. And with those things being our end game instead of college being the end game, traditional schooling didn't seem like the most practical means to that end. And that was really tough for us because both Michael and I grew up in very traditional schooling, which I am not knocking at all. We're super grateful for the path our parents put us on because it led us to where we are today. But things are really different from when we were growing up and going to school. And we also see more possibilities now for kids. There's been a lot of unlearning that he and I had to do to open our eyes to those possibilities. And for us right now, that's homeschooling. It doesn't have to be forever. And maybe at some point it won't be. But it's giving us the freedom to be with our kids more and to be the primary influence on them and to travel with them and take our school with us and adjust to where their gifts are. And it's allowing the kids to be more involved in their education process. What do they really want to learn? What interests them? What are they great at? One of the classes our our son really wanted to bring into his schooling was woodworking. And conveniently, Michael's building a really large timber frame barn. So at five years old, our son knows how to cut joints and measure for cutting and operate big tools. And our daughter loves to read and write and draw. So we found ways to teach through these activities versus a more traditional approach And I never realized what they could be missing by fitting into the mold of traditional schooling. Now, I will also say, if in this process of developing them, it leads them to college, I'm not anti-higher education by any stretch of the imagination, but it's going to be for the right reasons. It's not what college are you going to go to, it's why are you going to college, and then determining if it's the right fit. The fourth thing and final thing we'll talk about today is, does school accommodate your desire to raise a luminary? 
right? You're listening to this because you care about that. Does traditional schooling support that desire? There are some incredible schools out there and even more incredible teachers. And if you can find one that really fosters your child's leadership abilities and gives them opportunities to put their skills into practice, you found that gem and hold on to it. To us, a luminary is different from just a leader. There's more to it. Someone can be a leader, let's say captain of their sports team, without necessarily living their purpose or or feeling joy in that process. And luminaries have those leadership skills coupled with the clarity. They know what their gifts are. They know what they're being called to. They know right from wrong. They know their values. And even though that may evolve and change with time, they have clarity and a purpose behind what they do. And they're doing it in alignment with those values, which is why we encourage all listeners, everybody, to download our free resource, The True North Exercise, that walks you and your family through coming up with your true north, your values, your set of standards that helps you ensure you and your kids are living by them. It will also help you make this decision as to whether homeschooling is right for you or not. So if you want that free resource, go over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north. That's where you want to head to grab it. Although we are not getting totally into the myths today, a common misconception is, man, I don't have the capacity to take this on. Yeah, I want my kid to be a luminary. I want them to grow into a leader, but I'm I'm spread thin. And to that, I would challenge all entrepreneurial parents and I'd say, first and foremost, what do you want for your kids and what will allow that to happen? Despite those narratives and fears like we tell ourselves, Unlike other parents, we have the ability to create more of our realities. Maybe our business today doesn't support full-time homeschooling, but we can always evolve and grow and shift our business models to give us that freedom to prioritize what matters most. So read Call of the Wild and Free. Start there. See if it sparks anything in you like it did in me. And go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north and do this values exercise because it will actually become a guide in making decisions for you and your kids, teaching them how to make independent decisions. And you'll see right there in the exercise what your priorities are and what will help you live them out. And you will know whether homeschooling is that thing. Head on over and check it out. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.